Hey guys, welcome to my Two Cents Money Podcast, where I give my two cents on your two cents. So today we're going to talk about a topic that a lot of people tend to question in regards to um, what's a good amount to really spend when you're looking to purchase a car. So a lot of people tend to look for a car within the $25,000 to $30,000 range. So today we're going to talk about should I buy that $30,000 car? So a few things that I really want to kind of touch base on is affordability. What are options as far as leasing? And then also I'm going to touch a little bit on depreciation, which sounds a little boring, but I promise you, uh, you're going to want to stick around for some of that information. So let's start with affordability. So first off, can you afford a $30,000 car? Now let's go over some payments, um, as far as, well, first of all, are you going to buy it? outright in cash or you're looking to get a car loan right so most people like myself tend to get a car loan because one I don't have just thirty thousand dollars sitting around to buy a car um, and secondly it just makes sense uh, sometimes just to get a loan maybe you're gonna put some money down so thirty thousand dollar car most of the time that can be a new car Sometimes, depending on the, the style, the brand, the make, model of the car that you're looking to buy, $30,000 could simply be a used car. So take that into consideration and kind of know what you're looking for before you go shopping. Um, but as far as that, let's dig into some payments. So the average payment for a new car is $530. The average payment for a used car is 381 and then the average payment for a lease is $430. So me personally, when it comes to leasing, I really don't like leasing or I should say I really don't prefer uh, to lease a car. And when I talk to clients, I really try and sway away from that and here's why. So for those of you who may not know, or you may not be familiar with leasing, leasing a car means that at the end of the deal, you don't have anything to show. You don't have anything to walk away with. That car is not yours. I don't know about you, but if I'm paying for a car every month, I want to make sure that it's mine. I have the title in hand coming to me in the mail. Um, or you know something is to be expected that it's it's mine outright after my five six seven year term leasing you don't have that and obviously that's by choice so most people who like to switch cars so just say you're the type of person that the new model comes out 2022 model comes out in a few months you're already on it you want to get it then two three years later the next model comes out you have the 2024 2025 models coming out bam there you go you want to change cars again that's totally fine not judging you whatsoever everybody has their preference but that's basically the ideal customer for a lease everybody else i wouldn't even think about it and here's why 
when you lease a car it's pricey so a lot of times like i mentioned the average lease payment of a car is four hundred and thirty dollars four hundred and thirty dollars when you have the average loan payment for just a regular used car is typically about 381 i've seen less you know the amount of car loans i've done in my time i would say between 200 to 400 for a used vehicle all depending on the mileage all depending on the make and model of the car um, but let's just go with the average with the leases you can pay 400 dollars a month and you are completely restricted on how many miles you can drive on that vehicle and a lot of times when you bring that car back to the dealership at the end of your term they can tack on fees just because they might say hey that leather seat looks a little worn worn out oh stephanie you wore the seat out a little bit oh the gas pedal looks a little dirty you know your center console is a little scratched up and by the time you know it you start owing them more money. Me personally, I don't want to deal with that. And that's why I try and tell family, friends, and customers, don't lease if you don't have to. You know, there's a way to budget if you want your dream car. There's a way to make it work out if you're looking for an upgrade. But at the end of the day, leasing, you really got to think about it because like I said, you're not walking away with anything. You have a five-year lease. At the end of the five years, you got to hand those keys in. It's like moving out of an apartment. At the end of your lease, you're going down to the administrative office and handing your keys and you're walking away. That's it. With the lease, that's the same thing. So you really have to think about, do I want to pay a monthly payment where I will own this car at the end of that term? Or do I want to pay a monthly payment and, well, there goes my car. You know, that's it. I handed my keys and bam, that's done. So that's really something to put into perspective when you're looking at your different options for getting a car. So that's that. Now, as far as affordability for your loan payments, there's a really general rule of thumb that I like to discuss with my clients and previous customers of mine. You really want to allot about 10 to 15% of your monthly budget to transportation, which in this case would be your car. Um, it, the, I was, I'm going to tell you this. The reason for that is, let's say you make $2,000 a month. Do you really want to spend half that money on a car payment? You know, your rent, your mortgage could be easily $1,000 depending on where you live in this country. Um, you live in a more, um, you know, suburban area. You're looking at $1,200 to $2,000 a month alone on housing expenses, and that's minimum. You live in a more urban city area, forget it. It could be way more depending on where. So the rule of thumb is 10 to 15% because you don't want to waste so much money on a car, on transportation, because there's different means to utilize if, if you really need to wind down to your options. So it may come down to 
am I going to spend $30,000 on a car or am I going to get the $7,000 used car? It fits more in my budget and it's more affordable for me. I don't have to stress about, oh my gosh, can I make this car payment this month? That's what you really want to think about. You really want to make sure you're not going to struggle. You're not going to lose sleep over, can I pay Wells Fargo today? You know, can I, can I pay the dealership next month? Oh my gosh, my, my job just cut my hours down. No, don't put yourself into that type of situation because you will end up stressing out and it's not worth your stress. Trust me, it is not. I've seen it happen before to too many people and it's so sad. I'm telling you right now. It is absolutely heartbreaking to see when people get into car loans where they can't afford it and all of a sudden six months down the road or a year later their car ends up getting repossessed, taking away. When a lot of that could have been avoidable. Trust me, life happens. I totally get it. I promise you guys. I totally understand. I know life happens. Spouses lose their jobs. You know, the main breadwinner loses their jobs. You know, your kids are growing up so fast. You got to buy so many different clothes. And uh, it, trust me, I completely get it, guys. I do. But at the end of the day, let's put you into a smart situation, something that's affordable. And listen, down the road, if you really want that nice Mercedes or you know that nice SUV that nice truck we can get there but let's get you on a budget first so you're not stressing out about making your next payment now that also brings me to my next point it's a really good factor to kind of think about where you should never get a car that's going to cost you more than 50% of your annual income. And it really goes back to affordability, right? So let's say you make $50,000. Do you really want to be making payments on a $50,000 car? No, you don't. Even 25,000 might be a little much, but at least that's better than, you know, getting a $50,000 car. Now my mindset has completely changed on car loans since I purchased my last car a few years ago. I traded in my my old car, my previous car, and I'll be honest with you, I was a little ignorant to the whole trade-in process. And after I got home, I'm looking at my paperwork with my husband, and I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute, this doesn't make sense. They, they gave me a few thousand dollars for my car, but it basically got tacked back into my loan. So you know what happened? Stephanie gave her car for free. When you trade in your car, you gotta be careful and you really gotta look at the stipulations on your sales agreement because most times they're giving you pennies if that. So be careful. Uh, what I go by now and I tell everybody is try and sell your car privately, get the cash for it, and use that cash for a down payment on your new car. 
because that's going to put you in a 10 times better position than trading in a car and basically saying, here you go, dealership, here's my keys. That it does not make sense. And it's so unfortunate that so many people put themselves into that type of position. I'm guilty, so I can share my experience. Um, so just think about that, especially with trade-ins. A lot of times it's not worth it. And I really, I'm really going to stress the important factor to selling it on the side first, selling it privately, put it on Craigslist. Facebook Marketplace is, is huge now. You can get traction on something you're selling within an hour. You know, it's totally worth it to do that. Get the cash and then you have some negotiation um, abilities or like you have a step up in that negotiation process when you're sitting in front of that dealer representative and you can say hey I have $10,000 cash right now to put down or I got $10,000 cash I want that $12,000 car why don't you give it to me for 10000 it gives you a bargaining chip a bargaining tool to come in so a lot of times I get it we're all human we want to look nice in that new car, that new shiny leather car. But when we take a step back, a lot of times it doesn't make sense financially for us. But we can get there. There is always hope. We can get there. Getting on a budget, looking at what's coming in and out, looking at what you can really essentially afford, not what you want. All right, it's not it's needs versus wants. And as human beings, we are all guilty of kind of bypassing that at times. When I say needs versus wants, you need a car to get to work. You want that luxury SUV. Mm. Do you need that luxury SUV or do you purely want it? And when you simply just look at that, say hmm you know what I need a car to get to work I want that luxury SUV let me settle for something different now lastly this is probably the most important factor to consider when it comes to buying a car depreciation now some of you are probably like depreciate what who what's depreciation Oh gosh, that word, oh man. Depreciation is the decrease in value of an asset. So in this case, it's your car. What if I told you that as soon as you drive off the lot, your car loses 10% of its value? So let's go back to that $30,000 car. You're driving off the lot, you're making a left on the highway, windows down, letting your hair flow. Boom, $3,000 slash from the value already. You're like, what? What in the world is going on? I'm telling you, that is the average, the average amount of value that a car loses the second you drive off the lot. Now let's take into consideration also, a typical car loan is, I would say between five, six, maybe seven years, depending on the age of the car. So let's go with five years, because that's typically 
um, I would say that's a pretty good standard for a used car loan and sometimes a new car loan. So you take your five-year loan, right? And you're thinking about depreciation. Most cars tend to lose up to 60%. That's six zero, you heard me right. 60% of its value by year five. That, yeah, that's a tough pill to swallow. 60% of the value of your car is gone by year five. But guess what? With a car loan, you're still paying the same payment. Doesn't matter if your car lost a penny of value or if it lost the whole thing. You're still paying that same payment every single month for those five years. So think hard when you're choosing a car because different makes and models also depreciate faster. The one that I've been known to um, purchase myself because I know for a fact that they tend to keep their value, they hold their value way better is um, Toyota. Another one's Nissan. Um, Mitsubishi, depending on the, on the type. Um, certain trucks like Ford. Ford trucks, they hold their value very, very well. Um, even after a car is like 10 years old. Um, and also, mind you too, mileage. If it's a high mileage car, yeah, it could be, you know, it could be a Toyota or a Nissan, but the mileage always gets taken into consideration when it comes to value as well. So I really hope that you guys took away some of these points today because I know that purchasing a car can be very, very, very stressful. Um, and I want to make sure that you guys feel comfortable. You feel empowered to make the best decision that you can for you, your loved ones, your family. Um, and just make sure that you're not stressing yourself out. You know, don't get into a $30,000 car loan if, you know, you're not sure if you're going to be able to maintain that payment for the next five years. You know, make it affordable. Make it a choice that you're going to feel comfortable with. And when you drive off the lot and know that about 10% of the value already went down, that you're okay with it because you can afford that payment and you feel comfortable with your decision. If you can buy a car outright in cash, more power to you. That is honestly the best decision that you can do because you'll have the title within a few weeks, if not, you know, sooner. And it'll put you in a good financial space um, because you'll now have an additional asset. A car is not your asset until you have no liability on it. And a liability is a loan because you you owe money to somebody or something. So keep those in mind, but I cannot stress it enough. Affordability. Make sure you can afford that car. Make sure it's within 10 to 15% of your monthly budget and make sure it's less than 50% of what you make each year. So I hope that helped. Um, as always, please stay tuned to my weekly podcasts and please go to my website, www.2sense.org. That's 2S-E-N-S-E.org. Follow me on Facebook, 2 Cents Money Blog. 
and also on Instagram, underscore two cents. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in um, and happy buying. Take care.